If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Welcome to the Colossians 3.1 podcast. Whether you've been a Christian your whole life or are new to the faith, we invite you to join our discussion as we dive into theology, objections to the faith, common questions, and hot topics in an effort to better know, love, and follow Jesus Christ. Hello, and welcome to the Colossians 3.1 podcast. Uh, I am uh, one of your hosts, Jared Jernigan. Uh, with me to my right, we have Barrett Jackson. hey To his right, we have Sam Draper. Hup, hup. And to his right, my left, we have... And my forward... <laughs> hi. <laughs> that hi would be from uh, Zach Rimsberg. What's your middle name? Wait, we'll save that for the next episode. Uh, maybe Suspense. Yes, maybe an episode or two. We'll see how the night goes. So um, we are here uh, for this episode. We are talking about um, spiritual gifts. So I guess maybe it would be important that we start with a discussion of what a spiritual gift is, and maybe as just as importantly, what a spiritual gift is not. So would anybody like to uh, field that one? Well, this is something that um, very, very debated. Um, Why is it debated? Because... Okay, so there, there's a couple, a couple of reasons, a couple of different areas of debate. One, definitionally, there are in scriptures a few lists of gifts where Paul says, okay, the gifts, da 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 da. And he has somewhere else another list of gifts, but it's different. He doesn't always say the same gifts each time. And then in the Old Testament, there was an occasion where it mentions people receiving gifts that aren't mentioned in the New Testament. So I, I've had this encounter with, with people at churches where I tend to be more expansionistic, um, inclusive in gifts. Like, for example, you know, we, could God gift somebody with the ability above and beyond their natural ability to create websites that serve his purposes. You know, I, I'm not going to say the Holy Spirit, no, the Holy Spirit didn't list it in the book, so the Holy Spirit can't do it. I tend to be like, no, the Holy Spirit can do what he wants. He could, there could be plenty of a, a gift of auto mechanics if he so chooses for his purpose. Um, now, so I tend to include like the gifts of uh, leading, uh, gifts of music, gifts of being able to lead worship. Um, I tend to include the gifts of art, being able to do craftsmanship, because in the book of Exodus, there were a couple of guys who God said, I'm giving them the, the ability to make my tabernacle according to the instructions I've given you. If he did it then, can he do it now? He can. The question is, does he? And I've had people push back and say, well, no, that's more like uh, skills that you could develop over time. 
Well, yeah, so is leadership. So is administration. Those are skills you can develop. So for me, definitionally, the spiritual gift is when God uh, works through you in an above and beyond way, uh, beyond what you are able to do in your natural abilities. He takes your efforts and multiplies the effect. Uh, you think about the, the feeding of the 5,000. Jesus took these few pieces of bread, few uh, pieces of fish, and he's able to feed far more than what could naturally happen. But was his spiritual gift... Um, uh, what would be the expansionistic definition of that scenario? It would be to multiply fish and bread, or is it to serve others? You know what I'm saying? Does, does your example of to be able to build a website, well, is that the spiritual gift, or does that flow into other categories such as to serve, teach, and encourage? You know what I'm saying? Do, do those flow into the core spiritual gifts? And maybe it doesn't matter. I, I sometimes think we overthink some, some things like this personally. Um, and I, it's, not a, it's not a faith, are you going to heaven or hell issue, in my opinion. Um, and sometimes I'm like, you know what, I don't... This is just me personally. I'd like to know the answer, but if I don't, it's not the end of the world. But do those flow into more core gifts? And... And, and that's kind of the pushback that I've received about like craftsmanship, that that's, oh, that's really just service. It's like, okay, but if I'm talking with somebody, helping them say, okay, you know, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit works in all of God's people to accomplish God's purpose. And somebody's saying, okay, what, what does God want me to do? And to say is like, okay, you know, the things you're good at, yeah, they don't really count as spiritual. You know, it's, I want to, I want to be able to tell somebody, hey, when the Holy Spirit takes what you do, multiplies the effect for the kingdom above and beyond, that's the, that's the Holy Spirit working through you. Okay. And whether it falls into a a somebody's list of gifts on an inventory or or survey i don't really care because i'm not gonna i can't put the holy spirit in a box like that what are you guys take on this jared and zach zach go you have yeah. something you're just waiting i'm thinking um i i would agree and and differ from from sam um I would fall more in kind of the example that you gave Barrett on they all f flow from the listed gifts, which there's 20 of them, by the way, and three of them are listed, or one, one of them's listed three times, another one's listed twice. But I find there to be danger and potential danger for ungrounded Christians with the expansion mindset. Um, I 100% agree with Sam that the 
the Spirit will multiply. If you're yielding what you do for the Lord, the Spirit will take that places that we can't. We couldn't do it without Him. I, I, I agree with that 100%. I also think, though, you know, Peter's, Peter says that everybody, every Christian has at least one gift. At least one. To me, it seems that in Scripture, spiritual gifts, as an example, serving, teaching, exhortation, giving, leading, mercy, administration, discernment, knowledge, faith, tongues, miracles, pastor, teacher, etc. I think that there's precedent for a spiritual gift being something you also might not be very good at unless it was the Spirit. Can you give me an example? I'll give you an easy one. As Christians, everybody has a certain level of discernment. Okay. Um, you probably want to define discernment for listeners. Yeah, yeah, please. Well, right and wrong. Sure, but the discernment I'm thinking about is when when the Spirit dwells in you, you have discernment. You can see the light. The, right, the darkness doesn't recognize the light, doesn't want any part of the light. Say that slower. The darkness doesn't recognize the light, doesn't want any part of the light. As Christians, we're in the light of Christ, right? We're the salt and light of the world. Okay, there's a certain level of natural discernment that comes with the Spirit indwelling you. Okay. But there's also 1 Corinthians 12 and 14 talk about the gift of discernment. And it's clear not everybody has the gift, the spiritual gift of discernment. Um, Just like everybody doesn't have the gift of being a pastor. Being a teacher. Okay, we keep going. Um, so the spiritual gift of discernment would be the ability to discern. You know, the Spirit provides discernment on things you may not know about. So for just as an example, let's say I have this gift. Let's say Sam's preaching, and I don't... This is an example only. <laughs> <laughs> Sam says something that I'm unfamiliar with. I don't I don't know that that theology very well. I don't I, I maybe heard about it but I don't really I don't really understand. I don't know. Something in me tells me what he just said aligns with God's word or does not. I don't know, but there's this level of recognition that only can be provided by the spirit. It's like the the Holy Spirit spidey sense. Yeah, if you will. <laughs> Now I get it. Uh, I will tell you, everybody in this room knows um, mercy would not be a spiritual gift of mine. Amen. It should be. It's not. Should be. I, I disagree with that. Everyone has spiritual gifts. But, every, but there's a level of mercy that comes with being a Christian as well. Yeah, and that doesn't mean it's not a spiritual. doesn't mean you should have that spiritual gift. Does I get, Should we work on those Characteristics. Well, yeah, fair I don't enough. Think it means yeah. You should aspire. Fair for enough. It. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, not everybody has the gift of leading. Yeah. Um, well, another good one is the is the gift of giving. Yes. So, you know, we're all called to give, to to sacrifice, to tithe. Um, Same could be said with serving. Yeah. To you know, Jesus did not come to be served, but to serve, and yeah. He calls us as followers to do the same. But then there's some who are just. When they give, God seems to multiply the effects of that gift yeah. more so than with others. Yeah. 
and they tend to give more easily, more readily, more quickly, and uh, just a crazy amount of joy when they when they do it. And so, uh, but but that doesn't negate. I can't say, well, I'm not. I don't have the gift of giving, so I don't give. Right. <laughs> Which people do use that as. Yeah, mm-hmm. and just like I don't have the gift of mercy, therefore I can be a jerk however much I want. <laughs> you know, another, and what's funny is I love those examples, and I think one that most people don't realize is the gift. There's a gift of faith. Now think about that. For That's believers. one of the listed ones. Yeah, in First Corinthians. So hmm. we all have faith. But some people. If the Spirit's in us, but there's others who have the gift of faith. Now, rack your brain around that one. But, I mean. I mean, I can see it, though. So, I'm, uh, again, I, I agree 100%. I, I just think, using the auto mechanic example, I don't, I see that through someone's, uh, I mean, Barry, you're crafty. You're excellent with your hands. You can build. You, you serve in that way. But that's a natural, in my view, it's a natural skill that you have and a learned skill at the same time. It's, it's one and the same. Um, but that doesn't mean, as Sam said, that if you are yielding to the Spirit and God use my hands, my work to do your work, that he can't take what you do beyond anything that you can imagine. Zach's view is, is that's just that's not your spiritual gift is craftsmanship. Uh, not that God won't use a spiritual gift through your craftsmanship. That's I, I go I again I, I go back to that something extends from this, um, and again I, I also kind of think um, that people that are natural born leaders I don't necessarily think that'll always be their top spiritual gift. I I think that the spirit to be truly yielded to the spirit the spirit provides a gift to someone that they can't or won't be able to naturally do without the Spirit's help. I don't know if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Jared, what's um, your take? I think, but I don't know, my, my take, I don't, I don't know that it differs from theirs. I think that I'm one, and maybe I'm not the best for this discussion, I don't know that I get caught up in that, just simply because I feel like if I'm in the Spirit, if I'm trying to, you know, if if I'm praying if I'm studying and I'm doing something you know in the name of Christ then I don't worry that much whether it's a spiritual gift or not you know I don't think my ability to write to put words together is necessarily a spiritual gift but I do feel that God uses that this church uses that you know when I do communion meditation I don't think about what spiritual gift that might be but I hope that somebody in this church is getting some good out of that and but I also believe, you know, like 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 both of them have said, you know, that if I am, you know, my if I'm if I'm praying, if I'm, you know, following the spirit, I'm going to find things that I didn't even realize I'm natural at doing that God calls me to do and that I can do for no other reason than he wants it done for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and here's probably my mm-hmm. my hottest take on spiritual gifts. And again, it is, we need to have like a segment, like Sam's hottest take. <laughs> <laughs> uh, everything that could get Sam fired. <laughs> um, but uh, but no, like you said, this is not a salvation issue. This isn't a test of, of fellowship issue. 
but I'm not sure that our, you're baptized, you get your one or two gifts, and that's it. It will always ever only be that one or those, or those two. Because the whole point of the, of the spiritual gifts is they're from the Holy Spirit and for his purposes. Mm-hmm. So if I, if he leads me into a, to a position, like right now I'm in America, most everybody speaks English. The gift of the ability to speak a foreign language is not something that uh, he needs to give or he's giving me to glorify himself in this context. But if, if he leads me to a, to a place where I'm in, um, uh, let's, say a, let's say an island in, uh, in Oceania, Indonesia area, and I'm talking with somebody, he gives me the spiritual gifts of speaking in foreign languages. You know, he could do that for that time mm-hmm. because that's what he needs to accomplish his purposes. Now look at Pentecost. Is segue into tongues? Hey, it's no. A, not, not, no. Not, not yet. It needs to be discussed anyway. Yeah. I mean, that might need like a whole episode. It probably, it probably <laughs> definitely does. That's why I said no. <laughs> but, but the point is, there could be times where God says, okay, Jared, for right now, I need you with the gifts of administration to accomplish my purposes. And okay. Say, God help us. More ways than one. Right? <laughs> and he, and I think the Holy Spirit has the flexibility <clears throat> to do what he wants. And it's not. And the Holy Spirit doesn't tie his own hands to say, no, uh, Zach doesn't have the gift of mercy right now. Therefore, Zach will never have the gift of mercy. (laughs) You know, he might find himself in a situation where the Holy Spirit says, for my name and for my glory, I'm going to give you this gift for this season. I I, I agree with all that, 100%. But I I was just, and I don't hope you didn't think I meant I was just saying that Scripture's clear that everybody has at least one. So nobody gets the excuse, uh, oh. I'm a believer, but I don't. Uh, I, there's no way I can serve or do anything because I don't have a gift. Is it, yes, you do. Do you think, I mean, I know you kind of touched on this, but I'm going to ask it again. You're saying everyone has a spiritual gift, at least one. Do, do we always, can we trust that we always have that, that one or does it change? Like, is there always a core one? And then we have ones that kind of ebb and flow depending on what the Holy Spirit's doing in our I, lives. I personally would find it unlikely that the Holy Spirit would. Let me be careful because maybe. <laughs> uh, he could. The Holy Spirit will never leave you, but I, I mean, the Holy Spirit, if you're not following God, can remove the gift, at least temporarily. So, so nowhere is it like, hey, you always have one. But you do. Well, you always have one. That's where I always have this specific one. I think. Yeah, I think that. uh, Yeah. So the one of the classic parables about this is a parable of the talents. A master gives one person uh, five talents, uh, which a talent being a bag of gold. So five bags of gold. Another one, two bags of gold. Another one, one bag of gold. The guy with five 
invests it, starts a business, whatever, multiplies it to 10. The other the guy with two uses it, multiplies it for two. The, the guy who only has one, he buries it. He refuses to use what he's given uh, to multiply the master's uh, investment. And so when the master comes back, he says, all right, take it away. You know, take it, give it to the guy who has 10 because you're obviously not using what I've given you. So I think we could extrapolate from that, that if, you know, if I have the, the gift of, of teaching, but I refuse to teach, why, why, yeah, why God say, all right, I'll get somebody else to do it. Yeah. Or you <laughs> use your teaching for ungodly purposes. Yeah. yeah. So it's, if you are yielding to the spirit, the spirit will use you for a greater purpose. If you're not submitting, yielding to him, he'll wait around till you finally get it. And I think, um, just because I'm sure somebody will think this, uh, I want to be clear that we are not saying that you if you are a true believer, the Spirit ever withdraws Himself from you. We're just saying He is not going to empower you with your spiritual gift if you're not doing it for the will of God. Uh, in the either First or Second Timothy, Paul tells Timothy to fan into mm. flame yeah. the gift of God that was in you by the laying on of hands. So, so Timothy was ordained. Elders of the church put their hands on him, prayed over him. He uh, received a gift uh, or the Spirit began to use him in, in an evident way, possibly in the gift of teaching and, and preaching or, or maybe in the gift of leadership. And Paul's saying, you know, fan it into flame. Use it. Don't quench it. Don't, you know, Timothy possibly had, a, had a, some self-esteem issues, some boldness issues. And he was kind of like, ah, let me shrink back. I don't really want to be in the conflict. But Paul's saying, no, you got a fan to flame. Get in there. The Holy Spirit's with you. Don't, well, don't run he, away from that. Didn't he write to the Philippians, too, about make sure you're calling and purpose to something of the same effect? And Peter, I think, says the same thing in one of his epistles. And then, you know, Paul in Ephesians 2 talks about gifts, and Sam mentioned this earlier, the purpose of gifts, doing God's will, but it's also for the edification of the body of Christ. Edification means... This is the church. It's for the, it's for the mutual benefit. It's for everybody to... Um, yeah, and that, that's one's worth... I mean, they're all worth reading. Ch uh, chapter, <laughs> chapter 4. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah, Ephesians chapter 4. <laughs> this is the good one. Let's read it. Yeah. So Ephesians 4, um, I, I especially love it because it gets into uh, discipleship as well. Um, okay, starting verse 11. And he, being Christ, gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers. So here he's giving not just the abilities, but the people to, to do these different uh, uh, roles. Verse 12, to equip the saints for the work of ministry. All right, so these leadership positions in the church are to equip the rest of the church 
to do ministry uh, for the building up of the body of Christ. Okay, so we're all bodybuilders, right? <laughs> Until we all attain to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So we will no longer be children tossed around by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by the craftiness and deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking truth and love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which is equipped when every part is working properly, makes the body grow. So it builds itself up in love. Just a shameless plea for people who are watching online to come back to church, please, because we miss your gifts and you. Yeah, no, I mean that, that's that's absolutely a good point. Why why do I need the church? Why does a pinky finger need the rest of the body? Because cut off, it will die, yeah. and the rest of the body will suffer. Will suffer. You know. Um, so, so we, we help the body grow both uh, in depth, in, in maturity, but also in breadth, in, in multiplication, right? Um, and, and that's, the, the per- and that's something that's so important. That's the purpose of the gifts. It's not so, oh, look at me. I'm <laughs> Mr. Big Shot on the stage doing the thing. You know, if if that's the attitude we come with, then yeah, the Holy Spirit said, okay, let's we can just turn that one off. Mm. <laughs> you want you want to embarrass yourself? All right, just uh, uh, make it all about you and and see what the Holy Spirit does. So your your part two, your question, your original question was what are what spiritual gifts are not? Well, I think maybe we've addressed that. Because, or at least what some, you know, we were just kind of, kind of this. Of it. <laughs> well, yeah. I think we could be clear about a handful of things of what they're absolutely not. Well, sure. Okay. That's fair. I, I was more getting at the, that tension between is, you know, auto repair uh, a, but I think that, I think you are coming upon something else. Uh, well, I think you should go. No, I just, <laughs> I just think about it from anytime we, we, do the class anchored faith here. We talk about apologetics and I, one of the topics that always get, can get people fired up a little bit is the topic of miracles, which is also a gift. So that's kind of why I bring it up and what miracles are and what miracles are not. And what miracles are not are tricks of the mind. They're not placebo effects. They're not satanic. You know, miracles are from God by God. And I think that spiritual gifts we could define the same way. It is not an illusion. It's not something you can do in and of yourself solely. You may have the basic principles to be able to do said thing, but you're not going to have the the, the uh, kingdom gain without the Spirit's hand in whatever you're doing. Hmm. Um, and there's certainly not going to be any uh, satanic influence that's going to empower any spiritual gift. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's important to yeah. So First uh, Corinthians twelve and uh, twelve thirteen and fourteen. Um, 
as well as Romans 12. These are all uh, very good. Uh, Ephesians 4 that you just read. Yes. Um, I also, it's worth pointing out as we kind of uh, come close to our, our time here, is that uh, 1 Corinthians 13 highlights that love is more important than any one individual gift. Uh, it talks about if I speak in tongues of men and angels, but have not love, I'm a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have, I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. So again, you know, the purpose of the gifts is not to to pat ourselves on the back, to draw attention to ourselves. It's to point towards Christ mm. and to do so in love. And, Amen. and without that, um, you know, we, we can, we can be a flashy show, but it's, it's all for nothing. Sure. So, so I imagine guys will, will come back with another episode on some of the, like we never got to, uh, the, the, the gifts that make people nervous is what I call them. <laughs> the healings, the miracles, the tongues, prophecy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, we have that to look forward to, so uh, please join us again next week uh, here on the Colossians 3-1 podcast. Thank you. See you.